Hello and welcome back to another episode of Internal Rambles. This is your girl Rochelle. If you are new, welcome. And if you're returning, thank you for tuning in Internal Rambles. What do we do over here? Well, (laughs) Internal Rambles is a very eclectic podcast. I talk about everything from my life, career, self-care, mental health, music, trending, entertainment topics. I also do bonus content, which is not it, which is separate from my regularly scheduled episodes. So my normal episodes releases every Thursdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My bonus content, which could be my reality show recaps, my unconventional book club, the male perspective with G.O., etc. Those don't have a set release schedule or dates that they they're bonus so they release whenever I release them (laughs) so a lot of different things that happen over here a lot of stuff to get into and just a lot of various entertainment type stuff that you can sink your teeth in (laughs) or really just I mean I, I, I keep it I'm very random and I keep it random over here and so I hope that you will, if you're returning, you'll continue to return. And if you're new, you'll return after listening for the first time. So speaking of some of my bonus content and what I've been doing, I've released a lot of additional episodes this month. Just want to push out a lot of content, gearing up for the new year and some of the stuff that I hope to do in 2023. And so... This last Thursday, I released the third installment of The Male Perspective with G.O. That is bonus content that I do with my close friend, G.O. And so that episode was titled Life Lessons and Feminism. Please check out those three episodes. Listen to it. It's great. It's great to have someone else talking other than me and just to have an additional perspective here on the podcast. And so I also did my top five holiday songs that was released this month. And because I do have an unconventional book club, it is Read with Rochelle. We finished Anxious People this month. I decided today I was going or I mentioned that I would do this this month. I'm going to talk about my top It was going to be my top five books. It's going to be more than five books, which is my most favorite books that I've read over the years. So I figured since I have a book club that that would be a great idea just to talk about some of the things that I've read that I've enjoyed to gear up for next week on January 5th. We will begin our second book which I have already announced that is the book of Jose, the memoir of Fat Joe. We will begin reading that. We will conclude reading that in March and I will give more specifications on dates and all that on January 5th. But if you want to catch up with us and read and discuss anxious people, please do so. Those episodes are already posted. Um, And please read with us, read with Rochelle Start with us on January 5th, the memoir, the book of Jose, that will begin on January 5th. So today I'm just talking about some of my most favorite books that I've read over the years. I'm going to talk about my first, I think my favorite three, and that will actually be in order. And then the other books are in no order. It's, they're just 
books that I my most favorite books. So, um, yeah, let's get into Rochelle's favorite book. So my if I had to pick pick kind of and I don't even know actually if I should number these. I guess my top three books. Maybe they're not necessarily in order. But one of my most favorite books that I've ever read is are we ready to get into my books? Okay. <laughs> it is called A Density of Souls by Christopher Rice. Fun facts about him. He is the son of Anne Rice. God bless the dead. She has she passed away, I think, within the last year, year or two. Anne Rice, who you probably, if you know anything, she wrote the vampire uh the the Lestat, like the vampire diaries type of uh, interview with the vampire books um that's what she was uh notorious for but christopher ray so a density of souls so i'm just gonna read a quick synopsis of this book and explain why it's one of my all-time favorite books ever okay a density of souls is the story of four high school friends in present-day new orleans who are torn apart by envy passion and a secret murder Meredith, Brandon, Greg, and Stephen quickly discover the fragile boundaries between friendship and betrayal as they enter high school and form new allegiances. Brandon and Greg gain popularity as football jocks and Meredith joins the bulimic in crowd while Stephen is treated as an outcast and is the target of homophobia in school in a school that viciously mocks him. Then two violent deaths disrupt the core of what they once shared. Five years later, the friends are drawn back together as new facts about their mutual history are revealed and what was held to be a tragic accident is discovered to be murder. A true story emerges, other secrets begin to unravel, and the casual cruelties of high school develop into acts of violence that threaten on that in that threaten an entire city. Unput Downable, A Density of Souls, is a stunning debut novel that lays the darker side of the teenage psyche in modern day life. Now, this is very interesting that this synopsis I just read said Unput Downable. This is the reason why this is one, this is probably one of my favorite, if not my most favorite books. When I read this, I think I was either in college or grad school, I can't remember. I think college and I was kind of frustrated with myself because I was only reading for school and I was like man I really want to start reading for like I don't only want to read just because it's mandatory for a class so I think I must have been maybe on Amazon or whatever and this book kept popping up and just in reading the reviews I was like man what the heck is this book and I love Interview the Vampire I love me some Brad Pitt <laughs> so I was like okay well let me give this book a chance this is the first book and the only this is the first book and the only book I have literally read in I think a day and that when it says unput downable I could not put down this book when I tell you I sacrifice sleep <laughs> and it is just a, like you just want to know what the heck happened what the heck happened and the interesting thing about this book is I've read this book at least two or three times and when I read it the second time it was definitely something very important that I missed that 
I was mind blown the first time, but when I read it the second time, I was like, this is the most clever god darn book ever. Like it just took when, when this little nuance, I was like, oh my God, this is just the most suspenseful, dopest book ever. It, it's something that I missed. And I was like, how, you know, I actually, I may know how I missed it, but <laughs> it is such an incredible book. And I've read a lot of his other books. I actually didn't even put his other book. Did I not put his other book? Oh, I didn't. There's another book that he wrote right after this, Snow Garden. Now, I didn't read that in a day. It probably took me two days to read that one. That is another book that's not even on here, and I'm just adding it right now. <laughs> a Density of Snow, A Density of Souls, and Snow Garden. Those two books, chill. I love that he is such an amazing writer. He the he's kind of changed the types of books that he is writing. But when it comes to like thriller and suspense, oh man, you be on the edge of, of your seat. And he's such a very descriptive writer. And what I love about him is that you have to pay attention to what he's saying because he doesn't write just to write. Everything is important from like when he's describing the scenery and it just, it all plays a part in the story. So yeah, Density of Souls, and I'm not going to read Snow Garden, um, but the synopsis of that, but that I would say those two books, definitely, definitely. Christopher Rice is so amazing and his mother was Anne Rice and I think his father was like a poet too I'm not sure don't quote me on that but just I mean he is incredible I would check out both of those books just saying okay the next book that I have up is uh the black box by Michael Connelly who is my second so Christopher Rice I would say he's probably one of my Christopher Rice and Michael Connelly are my two favorite authors and so the reason why um black boxes in the top is because it's the I believe that was the first book that I ever read of Michael Connelly so um it only kind of makes sense that that would be um a top book I don't know if I have I don't know if I have a favorite Michael Connelly book Possibly, but I'd have to really, really think about it. So this is the Black Box synopsis. This came out in 2012. In a case that spans 20 years, Harry Bosch links the bullet from a recent crime to a file from 1992, the killing of a young female photojournalist photo during the L.A. riots. Harry originally investigated the murder, but it was then handed off to the Riot Crimes Task Force and never solved. Now Bosch's ballistics match indicates that her death was not random violence, but something more personal and connected to a deeper intrigue. Like an investigator combing through the wreckage after a plane crash, Bosch searches for the black box, the one piece of evidence that will pull the case together. Riveting and relentlessly paced, the black box leads Harry Bosch into one of his most fraught and perilous cases. So I love crime fiction. That's I think I mentioned that before. And so Michael Connelly is one of the best to ever do it. He's had several books turn into movies. Harry Bosch 
Amazon turned his turned Michael Connelly's books into a show. I think there was four or five seasons. Love that show. And then uh, Amazon has a, a channel spinoff called Freebie. They've now reincarnated in the show into a different show. Bosch show. It's hard to explain, but now he's now living on on Freebie. So yeah, Michael Connelly is super dope. And so that's why it's kind of like my favorite book or high up there because that was my first I believe that was my first introduction into his books and I pretty much read since then I haven't read all his books I read the majority of his books so I love Michael Connelly and he I think he pretty much releases one to two books per year he's pretty consistent so I love him <laughs> um so my number three book is I, I gotta get this title correct. My number three book is the is Earl, the autobiography of DMX. This book came out in 2003. I was in college, and when this was another book that I could not put down. I didn't read it in a day, but it was just in R.I.P. to DMX. It was just so. My brain is saying compelling. I don't know if that's the correct term, but DMX went through a lot. I mean, the trauma and just the, I mean, it, it, you understand why he became an addict and just the, I mean, he just lived a horrendous life of struggle and so um, I'm going to re read the synopsis. His real name is Earl Simmons. As a child, he placed higher on tests than his fellow students and liked to spend mornings with his mother and sister playing games and making pancakes. But for young Earl, a boy growing up on the street of Yonkers, New York, that kind of childhood didn't last long. Beatings, abuse, and neglect very soon had him moving on to other things like robbing, stealing, drugs, and eventually jail. Along the way, however, he found a talent and a passion for rhyme. Raised in the ghetto, abandoned as a child, addicted to drugs and women all his life, but still able to produce four consecutive number one hip-hop albums in a row, this is the life and times of the darkest and most dangerously introspective hip-hop artist ever at the height of his career and completely uncensored so i mean it just it was an amazing book and and it came out in 2003 like i said and just at that point what he had already went through and just i can't even imagine what he still had was still going through up until his untimely death so incredible book I mean just very sad you know um it did it I mean if I could kind of say it just kind of was like trial it like triumph and tragedy it just was like he had such amazing success in his life but then he also experienced such tragedy and abuse and just neglect and just so much just sadness in his life oh man it just it 
but I, you know, I, at the end of the day, like you could tell he just was a really good hearted person, um, and really meant well, but just was dealt a really, really horrible hand from the get go. So love that book. And I'm really glad that he was able to tell his story, um, because it really did seem like it was him it, him telling his story and that he did get to tell it um, even if it was very early on he did get to tell his story at some point of, of his life so yeah it was that was a really 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 good book so those are my top three four and so these other books are in no order just some books that I've really really enjoyed over the years so if you've ever listened to me, you would know that um, I am faith-based and I love the Lord <laughs> and I love T.D. Jakes. And so I think the first he's written multiple books and I have like his devotionals and all this stuff. But I think the first thing I ever read of his was called the lady her lover and her lord and when i tell you this is an incredible incredible book i recommend it this is the synopsis of it before sore and he motions brought his inspirational words to men and women everywhere the lady, her lover, and her lord brought Bishop T.D. Jakes to the forefront of America's best-selling Christian authors. This is pr- as provocative as it is profound, a truly inspiring volume that shows today's women how to improve their relationships with their men, their God, and themselves. In a society that asks women to be perfect, sweet, sexy, submissive, and pristine, T.D. Jakes offers a spiritual path that cuts through the mixed messages and leads women toward the true self. God wants them to be strong, loving, and real. So I really loved that book. And in thinking of it, I probably should reread it. Just was a really positive um, and, and um. I think empowering and and um, thought provoking and positive book. I really really loved it, so um, I highly recommend that one. <laughs> um, and another book that I really loved is Bernie Mac released um, two, I think at least two books before he passed away. God bless. An R.I.P. to him, and um, I think I, I'm pretty sure I read both of them, but I really liked his book. Um, I ain't scared of you. I'm. I'm I ain't scared of you and how life is. And it just really was about kind of how he grew up and some of the lessons that he was taught. And um, I think I read his other one, Maybe You Never Cry Again, but um, I would recommend actually both of them. 
but it's funny and like when I was reading it like I could hear his voice <laughs> so and I think one of them may have an audiobook too with him reading it so I just really love that um let me see if I can find a synopsis So just really quickly, one of the things it says, tackling superstar athletes, movie business, his fellow comedians, his marriage, his friends and family. Mac turns his humor inward, firing off hilarious, self-deprecating salvos about his golf game and his own hypocrisies. It's just a great book just talking about his life if you think about like his comedy like it's just his comedy in the book form <laughs> so I really enjoyed that and another I really love like satirical type books and so David Sedaris me talk pretty one day I read a couple of David Sedaris's book I think that's uh, me talk pretty one day is the first one that I've ever read and so let me see if I can find a synopsis for me talk pretty one day. A recent transplant to Paris, humorist David Zadaris presents a collection of his strongest work yet, including the title about his hilarious attempt to learn French. So it's really just like stories of his life, really kind of, he does, um, it's just hilarious stories about things that have happened to him and he's just super funny. So that's just like the long and the, the short of that. <laughs> um, and then my last book that I'm going to talk about um was made into a movie so I saw the movie first it has Brad Pitt in it <laughs> did I mention I love Brad Pitt okay and so after I saw the movie I found out that there was a book and I was like well let me read the book and the book child the book is even more raw than the movie so uh there's that but um yeah let me find the synopsis for this Okay, the book is called Sleepers. This is a story of four young boys, four lifelong friends, intelligent, fun-loving, wise beyond their years. They are inseparable. Their potential is unlimited, but they are content to live within the wor closest world of New York City's Hell Kitchen and to play as many pranks as they can on the denizens of the street until one disastrous summer afternoon on that day what begins as a harmless scheme goes horribly wrong and the four find themselves facing a year's imprisonment in the wilkinson home for boys the oldest of them is 15 the youngest 12 what happens to them over the course of that year brutal beatings and unimaginable humiliation will change their lives forever years later one becomes a lawyer one a reporter and two have grown up to be murderers professional hitmen for all of them, the pain and fear of Wilkinson still rages within. Only one thing can erase it, revenge. 
to exact it, they will twist the legal system, commander the courtroom for their agenda, use the wiles they observed on the streets, the violence they learned at Wilkinson. If they get caught this time, they only have one thing left to lose, their lives. So, um, in the movie, it says that, um, I don't know if it's the state of New York or if it's the judicial system or if it's the home or whatever they state at the end that um whoever refutes that any of this ever happened and there's no documentation that any of this ever happened so the author says it's a true story all this happened whoever says no you can't prove it this didn't happen so whether this happened or not i don't know the movie's good the book is good the, it, be mindful the movie was graphic but the book is just graphic you know they talk about these boys really getting abused so disclaimer there um challenging to read but nonetheless it's a it's a really good movie and, and book so I I I mean obviously I don't want I don't want to hear about anyone getting abused but um it was a the writing of it was you know it was a good read I hope you know in one regard it's like this author saying no I this really happened and you know so I don't know what to believe but you know it was a it was a good book you know I don't know so I hope that um if this really did happen that you know this was whoever you know the perpetrators were um Hey, you know that the legal system did what needed to be done but I don't know so there's that um but the book was good and the movie was good so there's that so those are my favorite books that I've read um and I've read other books and there I mean there's some authors I thought about but I'm like I don't know off the top of my head those are my favorite books so yeah, and I hope that you, this was helpful if you, like I said, if you have any, I've said before, sorry, if you have any book recommendations, um, please email me internalrambles at yahoo.com. Would love to know and read with Rochelle, the book of Jose. We start that January 5th. Please subscribe to me wherever you get your podcast content. I also release my audio on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe over there. And if you do listen to me over at Apple Podcasts, leave me a review over there. I truly appreciate it. Happy New Year to all of you. Have a safe holiday and I will see you in the new year. I appreciate all of you. Take care of yourself. And if you are able to, take care of each other. And until next episode, this is your girl, Rochelle.